When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week we have Foreign Substances, Bush League, and Aliens in the Outfield, right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes, and now, Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I'm Brig, and as per the usual, I am joined on my left by Brad the Man. What's up, Brad? Not much. How's it going, Brick? You know, it is going, it is going strong. And I think, you know what, I have an idea. What's that? Do you want to talk about baseball? Let's talk about baseball today, Brig. Yes! Just, it just <laughs> felt right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Brig, it felt so right, the... everything else feels wrong, I'll be honest with you. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right, so. So, Major League Baseball has decided to start cracking down on foreign substances, potentially impacting the way pitchers are delivering these pitches through the strike zone, Brad. Mm-hmm. We're talking about baseballs being doctored. Oh, rut-row. I know the official ruling is that uh, umpires are supposed to check the baseballs every what? They check the pitchers and the balls and whatever it is every eight to ten times a game. But well, it feels more like that's the new rule. That's the new rule. They're they're supposed to check pitchers eight to ten times a game. Before it was just, I think it was just like if there's a suspicion, you go take a look, right? Right. Because we've seen that happen. We've seen you know. And we've heard pitchers talk about it like, yeah, you just get a hole punch, get a piece of sandpaper, put it on your palm. The umpire comes out. You flick it off your hand, kick it down to the dirt, and uh, kick some dirt over it. It's fine. They'll never catch yep. you. Put some sunscreen yes. on your arm because everybody uses sunscreen in the summer anyway. You know, and pine tar, pine right. tar's all over everywhere. That's not a big deal. But yep. it's when you get to be the Michael Pineda you know, status where he's got <laughs> uh, he's got it on his neck. Yeah. And his forearm, you know, where he's not trying yeah. to hide it. And I think that was more what people were, were upset about then, that that's the, you know, it's kind of insulting that he wasn't even trying to hide it. He's just like, yeah, I'm out here using it because everybody else does, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but uh, but the delay it puts on the game is significant. And for, a you know, a commission that is attempting desperately to speed up the game, mm-hmm. eight to ten checks a game? That's a lot. Is just furthering this problem that they've tried to avoid in all another bunch of inappropriate ways. Well, <laughs> let me let me put it this this is kind of the way I see it is that okay. the last few years cuz Trevor Bauer in 2018 or I think recently even said uh yeah. that Major League Baseball's kind of swept it under the rug. They haven't really done anything about it until now and i honestly think what it is is that major league baseball knew that the baseballs were juiced for you know the last several however many years it was yeah that we saw that surge in home runs and they're like well we've got to give the pitcher some kind of edge let's let them use pine tar or uh whatever other substance they want to use to get their advantage back against the hitters but Mm. now they've 
you know, they've deadened the baseballs a little bit and swung the favor a little bit more back in, uh, back in the way of the pitchers. And they're like, okay, we're not going to let you do this anymore because it, it's too hard now. Because not only are these guys not hitting the ball out, they're still trying to hit it out. But then your spin rates are up, which means that your breaking balls are going to break harder and be harder to hit. So let's even it out a little bit. Let's go back to not doctoring the baseball in any way, shape, or form. And let's have a little bit more competitive balance because all these no-hitters are not good for the game. So what you're saying, saying, Brad, is we should have just kept it the way it was. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know what we're gonna do i got an idea said rob <laughs> rob's like i got an idea here's what we're gonna do we're gonna go back to the way it was before we mess with it yeah yeah this probably was okay ish back then no rob it was perfect okay <laughs> it was it was just fine fine it was just fine the way it was for you showed up or whomever I'm going to yeah. blame him, though. It's well, fun to we'll blame, blame him. him. <laughs> he's he's most likely at fault. He's typically at fault anyway. So let's let's continue to blame him for this. Yeah. But this is the thing. is This has really come up. Uh, last week we had uh, Giovanni Gallegos with the, yeah. with the Cardinals. You know, there was something on, on the brim of his hat. And, you know, every pitcher has something on the brim of their hat because you, th- you pitch that hard and you have that much torque on your body, your hat's going to get a little bit wiggled. So I get yep. it. The guys go up there, they step on the rubber, and they're like, let me fix my hat because it's uncomfortable. I mean, I'm constantly... Rosin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you've got a little bit of rosin on your hands, you've got a little bit of dirt on your hands. It's going to get on the brim of your hat. So yeah. Joe West decides, that looks like pine tar. Get yourself a new hat. Sure. Um but, you know, they actually looked at the analytics and everything after the game, and him having a new hat did not affect his spin rate or performance in any way. That's right. Like, at all. So he is, like, he's completely off the hook. You know, like, yeah. like he sh- he's one of those guys who it's like, okay, well, he obviously doesn't use anything, so let's not worry about him. But there are guys who have been under suspicion in right. recent years. Well, Mike Schilt said it's b- it's baseball's dirty little secret. It's it has been for years. I mean, right. that, that's one of the things is I've always been like, okay, if you don't know this is going on, you're not paying attention. And baseball either just doesn't care or just doesn't want to make the effort to to enforce anything Police until it. now. Yeah. You know? Right. But, but this is the thing. But why now? I, I really think it's because of the uptick in no hitters that it, it seems like it's like getting too hard for hitters to hit. Yeah. And so Major League Baseball is like, well, we got to even it out a little bit. For these hitters. I will say, I will say this for those of you wondering if I'm going to say this. I, I am going to. I don't think this is one of the rare instances where I don't think this necessarily has anything to do with the CBA. Yeah, no, I don't think it does either. But I can hear you all wondering if I was going to bring it up. So there you go. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but the comment section blew up in my brain. <laughs> When's Greg going to bring up the CBA? He has to at some point. He has to bring up the CBA. Um, said every little thing. I don't think this is it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, the big one in the last several days has been Garrett Cole. Because two yeah. days after Major League Baseball set, came out and said, okay, no more. If you do, it's 10 games. And then Garrett Cole comes out. And um, I don't remember exactly what it was or how his performance was. But I remember it wasn't wasn't stellar. Is that right? Let's say subpar and leave it at that, Brad. And there may have been a, a change in in uh, 
uh, spin rate during that oh, performance? You know, uh, yep. <laughs> so that and and we we had this conversation over text. We said, okay, one one outing does not make a guilty man in the in this That's situation. Right. No way. However, uh, it does raise some eyebrows. It gives you something to watch, especially since I thought I'd save this for you. I found this little nugget earlier oh, while no. I was um, no. doing some research. So, you, do you remember the Angels Clubhouse, <laughs> the visiting clubhouse attendant with the Angels, who was mm-hmm. like selling some kind of goo or whatever to oh, pitchers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so, he testified, or let's see, it says a former Los Angeles Angels visiting clubhouse manager stated in legal documents in January that many star pitchers, including Cole, asked him for grip improving product in the past. This is from the score. And this is a text message. It says, Hey Bubba, it's Garrett Cole. I was wondering if you would help me out with this sticky situation. Cole wrote on a, in a text on January 17th, 2019, while with the Houston Astros, according to the documents. Uh, quote, we don't see you until May, but we have some road games in April that are in cold weather places. The stuff I had last year seizes up when it gets cold. Huh. That's pretty damning, if you ask me. That's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not good not for good him at all. At all, yeah. So, mm. uh, keep an eye on Garrett Cole coming up, because Trevor well, Bauer even said that Verlander Cole and Charlie Morton were doctored in baseball in 2018. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Those other three, the three of them, have been called out by name. Yes, they have. And uh, and apparently Josh Donaldson one of these days is going to release a, a whole list of pitchers who are that's right. the baseball. I don't know when that's coming, but he made it very clear it was, and I want to see it. I want names, Josh. I want names. I'm re- I'm really interested to see it. I am too. <laughs> like I am su- I am super interested, and and you know, up until this point, I didn't really care. Like I said, everybody's been doing it, nobody's really cared. Um, the thing yeah. that bug that bugs me about it now, though, is that. When Major League Baseball finally decides that it it's going to enforce it, it's like okay, now it's an enforced rule. Now you got to stop. And guys who are going to continue that's to do how it, I feel. It is, yeah. That's now you're breaking the rules, willfully disobeying. Yeah, exactly. Right, and yeah, yep. and we're all about integrity of the game, but we know that there are both sides of that. Right, yes. there's the written rules and the unwritten rules, and mm-hmm. that's just the way it goes. But if they're going to write it down, then we have to do it that way. And why yep. hasn't it not? been until now i don't know that's not the point the point is (laughs) that the umpires continue to make terrible calls they do over that's the point and over and over again and consistently listen even a stalwart human umpire guy like me just can't help but go "Ooh, maybe this would have been better with a robot (laughs) now you heard me say that and i will probably never say it again but i did say it this time uh so make note say it again episode 105 aliens (laughs) in the outfield brig has finally lobbied for robot umpires excuse me excuse me i did not lobby for (laughs) robot umpires that was just the most ridiculous embellishment Man, that's that's up there with Clinton. I did not have no. Brad, do not do not put words in my mouth. I said this may have been oh, an opportunity. Been. Okay. There it is. Listen right. to the conditions in my language. So, 
<laughs> so for those who don't know, we had the, we had a Yankees Red Sox series this last weekend, and yeah. we had bottom of the ninth inning, and it was Rugnet Odor. Is that right? Is that who is up? Yeah, to bat? it was Odor. Yeah. So uh, it was it was just like it was like a ball and a half width off the plate. No, no, it was way more than that. Was it? It like, was like it, it was probably like two or three. It was like two. It, it was at least two, two and a half ball widths. Yeah, to the left. Well, it was. It was plate. out. It was outside. He's outside, a right? He's a lefty. That's what I mean. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm looking at the top down in my head. It's outside yeah, to the left of the umpire and the catcher. So it was outside, Correct. clearly off the plate, and it was no. called strike three. Game oh. goes to extra innings, extras, and they lose, and they lose. Yeah, and the Yankees and, lose. Excuse me. And this is this is my thing too is that I saw that exact same pitch called a strike several times over the weekend. I did not watch any Yankees Red Sox. I watched several other games, um, mm. but that very same pitch was called a strike tonight. Tonight, Monday night, June the seventh. I was watching the Red Sox play the Marlins. Exact mm. same pitch in the ninth inning was called a strike. Yeah, it was unreal. And in fact, we'll get to it in a little bit. I was watching Jared Kellenic. I've been watching him really closely, by the way, lately because yeah, of his struggles. Sure. And we'll get to that. Like I said, uh, he he went up there and took a couple balls, took a strike, which I was like, okay, cool. You know, yeah, just fair, see the pitch, sure. see the ball, and yeah. and then he he's two one, and then he gets that same pitch called a strike. So now he's two two in the hole, thinking like, man, like. I thought that was, and I'm, I could see the look on his face, like thinking, "Man, that ball now, was off hold, the plate. That had to have been right. a ball. Like, what now, am I even seeing on. now? Yeah, you, now, you know, so now it's all off. Yeah, you, yeah, you see him questioning his judgment of the pitch, and then he strikes out on the very next pitch. Yeah, you know, and and it, it messes with hitters having that wildly inconsistent of a strike zone, and I'm. I'm lobbying for robot umpires. I've been lobbying for robot umpires for two years now, at least. Yeah, you active robot lobbyist, you. Yeah. It's true. So, let's move on, because there has been some really great discussion around this next point, and I just love it. Um, (laughs) A guy in the college wood bat league, was it Northwoods League, NWL, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The Kalamazoo Growlers. Dude is, he hits a home run. He's coming in, rounding third. Big old high five. Somebody hands him a bang energy drink. Well, they, now, they we tossed all, it to him. They didn't just hand they tossed it to him. Yeah, from that's right. Around the dugout. Tossed it to him. So, now we love energy drinks. So, fear not. That's not what we're going to disparage here. <laughs> I don't think we're going to disparage anything. But I don't think so. I don't, don't really know how Brad feels, but... <laughs> Basically, he tries to open the bang on the last few steps of his home run trot. He can't do it because of his batting gloves or whatever, and so he smacks the can on his cleats, on his spikes, uh-huh. and then like a shotgun, like you shotgun a beer, and he takes a handful of gulps of it and then throws it on the ground. Now, sit, hold on, think about it for a minute. That's like a touchdown dance gone 10x in yeah. the NFL. Well, no, uh, that might be like an arena football league touchdown dance. There you go. Okay, XFL maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, right. X- XFL, there you XFL. go. I could see that happening in the XFL with yeah. a beer. 
Yeah, for sure. With a beer. No doubt. No doubt. And and uh, Terrell Owens, he was the one doing it. Let's be honest. Because <laughs> when he got kicked out of everything else. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this kid goes, he does his thing, and he shotguns the thing, throws the can on the ground. Now, there was a lot of discussion on the Facebook group about this. A lot. I, that's an embellishment. There was a handful of discussion. There's points, a little but bit. The point is, the <laughs> my favorite comment was from Mark Hurtweck. He said, this Bush League. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's the now, point. <laughs> no offense to Mark. Mark, you're right. It's amateurish. It's it's juvenile. It's ridiculous in every every single way. But it's also the reason we have the phrase Bush League. <laughs> yeah. Because this is, in, this is the Kalamazoo Growlers. And yeah. like you said... That is Bush League. That is absolute mm. Bush League. If you ha- if you don't know where the term comes from, go check us out on TikTok. I did a little uh, fun fact Friday that's about right. Bush League. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that is 100% what this is. <laughs> and that's why we love it, because it's funny that's and why. it's fun. And it's, like, it's loud. And I you know, I, I wanted to respond, but I, I thought I would save it for this. Like, If you think that is Bush League and inappropriate for baseball and the sanctity that is the cathedral of the stadium, Go watch the Savannah Bananas. You gotta go to a Savannah Bananas game <laughs> because I mean, last I saw, just a, just a few weeks ago, they sent somebody up to the plate wearing stilts. Like, yeah. Oh no, I'm not even surprised. <laughs> like five foot tall stilts, and he drew a walk. So he had to walk down to first base wearing his stilts. Oh I, I didn't see what the situation on the base pass was, but I did see this guy go down to first base with stilts and a great big yellow banana colored uniform. Oh yeah. Well, and this <laughs> could not, if he's on stilts, it's not kilt night. Oh yeah. <laughs> it better not be. <laughs> Cause that would have been a double comorbidity or whatever. A double negative. <laughs> Although. In math, two <laughs> negatives do make a positive, and that thereby exhausts my extent of the extent of my math knowledge. But um, I just use it yes. for mental health purposes. Two negatives make a positive. But excellent, very good. Well, <laughs> the point is, <laughs> the Savannah Bananas and other college wood bat leagues are bush league. It is fun. That's the point. They mm-hmm. are zany, and it's awesome. Yeah, it is fun. But speaking of uniforms, let's wrap up with this. Okay. Uh, the White Sox revealed. I mean, they revealed oh. it a couple weeks ago. Their City Connect uniform, uh, oh. but they put it on the field this weekend, and it was absolutely outstanding. If you haven't oh. seen them, go check them out. I'll put a link in the doobly do actually to like the White Sox Twitter because these things are black with white pinstripes, and they've got the old English lettering and the hats just say C H I like how it would normally say socks like the descending right with the old English. Yeah, and they're fantastic. Oh. They're absolutely oh, just beautiful. And I think the favorite, my favorite thing that I saw over the weekend was a meme because Tony La- Tony LaRussa had like put his hat on sideways. Sideways. And they, and they took that <laughs> that um, Steve Buscemi meme where he says, hello, my fellow kids or something yeah, like that. Yeah, hello, my fellow kids. That's exactly right. <laughs> and that's absolutely one of my favorite hilarious. memes. But yeah, I thought it was awesome. So perfect no, those, for Tony LaRussa. <laughs> I mean, the, so we talked about Miami's. We talked mm-hmm. about Boston's. This one wins right now. Like so far, sure. yeah. And and I, I thought Miami's was unbeatable. To be honest with you, I thought I Miami's did too. Was but this one is killer, dude. It's like uh-huh. whatever Nike is doing so far, they're winning. Yes, they are. And, and you know what? Cool. Like 
you remember a couple of years ago it was going to be Under Armour taking over for Majestic? Yeah. And yeah. I was I was honestly bummed. I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, like Under Armour does some really cool stuff with college football and basketball and stuff yeah, like that. Like, I was really excited. Yeah. But, man, Nike's knocked it out of the park. They've done a Literally. great job with it. Yeah. Literally knocked it out of the park. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if Under Armour would have done better than what Nike's done so far. I so love far. it. So far. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, baseball family, with that, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we are going to get into Aliens in the outfield, and we'll tell you what that means in a minute. I actually have a hobby that has nothing to do with baseball, and Brad, I think, is a little jealous. In the tiny bit of spare time that I have, I get punched in the face. Or I'm punching someone else. Either way, my friends and I try to hit each other. Now, before you think I'm crazy, there is a lot of protective gear involved. And I get my gear from Venom. Unbeatable quality at truly affordable prices. Not to mention it's the best looking equipment on the market. If that's not enough, Venom just signed an enormous deal with UFC and that equipment and apparel is now available at Venom.com. So whether you need new gloves, a heavy bag, or performance apparel, Venom.com is the place to shop. You can support our show and get 10% off when you use the link in the description. You know what, Brig? What's that, Brad? I'm just not much of a coffee drinker. Boy, I knew that. You're still stuck in your yummy phase. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what What exactly do you do to get it going in the morning? I know I know it is not a good night's sleep. You're right. It's not. Instead, I drink Ray's. I tried a ton of different energy drinks over the last few years to help me get up in the morning, and it is by far the best tasting. It's mildly flavored, yet still flavorful. There's no crash, so I actually feel like I can finish the workday when it wears off around 2.30. Visit repsports.com, that's R-E-P-P sports.com, and use code BTPOD at checkout to support the Baseball Together podcast and to get 15% off your sampler pack, variety pack, or custom order of Ray's Energy. Welcome back, baseball family. So we wanted to play a little game, do a little exercise today. Um, where wait a minute, um, wait a minute. Nobody wants to do any exercise. Okay, that's not clear. Tell me about it. <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, so what this is is if space aliens were to come down and to greet us and say, "Hey, I want you to tell me about baseball," and our job is to each show them five games to tell them to. It, I guess, show them what baseball is. Uh, so we each have five games that would, um, I guess, explain the game in some way. And I got to be honest with you, we just had this on the schedule for this week. But as it turns out, we've been informed that, what, the Pentagon is... Uh, the Pentagon. Is releasing some information about UFOs later this month. Yep. So it kind of worked out. We thought we'd run with it. Hence the name of the episode, Aliens in the Outfield. So yep. here we go. Brig, go ahead yep. and lead us off with your first game to show these friends from another planet. Okay. I am choosing a game from 1947. Mm. I don't think it's any surprise. It's April 15th, <laughs> 1947. Jackie breaks color barrier mm, very that good. day. Feel like that's critical you cannot uh-huh. tell the story of baseball without this that's true not that that's how i chose all of my games i just that's how i chose this one now 
the things people don't know are the box score. And I'm not going to get into the whole box score, but I think it's really interesting to, to note that in his rookie debut, not only did he field, or did he play the field, but in his first big league game, he recorded the first putout of the whole game. Oh, wow. He Yeah, he went up to the plate three times. In the seventh, he laid an absolutely perfect bunt up the first base path. For his first hit in in MLB history, it was a bunt. Okay, not only was he moving <laughs> and shaking. Yeah, for those of you who pay attention, that was punctuated. Not only was he moving, cooking with gas heat. He actually scared the first baseman, also a rookie on the other team, because he was moving so fast. <laughs> so the dude he rushes the throw. Guess what? It hits Jackie in the back. <laughs> The ball caroms off of Jackie Robinson's back out of the field of play, and now there's nobody there, so it has to be dealt with. And guess what? He moves into second base. <laughs> Full free. He turned he turned a bunt down the first baseline <laughs> into extra bases <laughs> in his major league debut. I mean, come on. So not only is it an incredible performance – on its own, even if it's just that one play, notwithstanding all the tremendous defense he played the whole day, but mm-hmm. he broke the color barrier as well. So I think we often get all hot and bothered about the color barrier thing, rightly so. Mm-hmm. However, he was a terrific ball player. Let's just call it what it is. I don't think you can go without that game. Well, I did. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> well, uh, but I, I, you can, but I don't <laughs> think you can. Uh, I'm not going to poo-poo it, though, because that's an excellent choice. Thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so I'm I'm going to be honest with you. All of mine are pre are like fairly recent. These are all games that I have watched personally Ooh, in my life. Geez. Okay, okay, wow, yeah. So so within the last thirty five years, um, these are, these games happened. But anyway, so I'm going to start. I'm going to start first with the slugfest because I want I want these mm. these aliens from another planet to see what uh like what a high scoring baseball game looks like okay uh, i will be honest with you i i don't normally have like a format or a system when i choose things like this but this time i wanted to have a um a purposeful progression of how i went through these games so i'm starting with okay. a slugfest okay this is the 2017 world series game five uh, the Dodgers yes. at the Astros. Oh, yeah. I still remember watching this game. I was doing my old blog, my Stitched Thrones blog. Uh, yeah. Brig, you remember that? <laughs> oh, and, please. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> and I was supposed to be doing a blog that night, but I was watching that game, and it was just it went on for like six hours, it felt like. Yeah, it was I was like, well, game. I'm not getting anything done tonight because this game is outstanding. It was a ton of fun to watch. Final score was 13-12 to 12 in 10 innings. The Astros ended up winning – with a walk-off single in a game that saw seven home runs, 28 hits, and I want to say like five lead changes. It was outstanding. It was an amazing game. It was a ton of fun to watch. And I think introducing another group of people to baseball would be like with a game where there was a ton of action throughout the entire thing would be a good way to grab hold of their attention. So, yeah, game five, 2017 World Series. 25 runs, score 28 hits. I think that, I mean, that was that was an awesome game to watch. A ton of fun. That's a great 
choice. I remember watching that. I had just moved to South Carolina that year. You did. That's we, right. Yeah, yeah we was, were sitting in our makeshift apartment. Yeah, and we were like, I don't know. What do you want to decorate with? <laughs> Wood floors. That sounds awesome. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, funny enough, they're already here. Isn't that nice? <laughs> so we ended up watching the – anyway, it was that's awesome. That's a great – that was a killer game. Um, okay, so my next one comes in uh, October 13th, 2001. And for me, this is one of the best defensive performances. And really a terrific defensive game if you count pitching and everything on top of it. But October 13th, 2001, we are in the American League Division Series uh, in Oakland with the against the Yankees. And... This is the flip. This mm-hmm. is the flip. Yep. You can't. Terrence Long hits a pitch off of Mike Mussina down the right field line, fielded by Shane Spencer. He throws wildly be, over both cutoff men, right? He's like, no, ah! and he throws it all the way to home. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Here comes Derek Jeter out of nowhere, running toward home plate, crossing the first baseline, snags the ball, and in this like really absurd backup position. <laughs> like he's, I mean, we're talking, you're talking like a hundred feet out of position for uh, that. Play. At least, at least a hundred, yeah. maybe 115 feet. And he's in, he's like the fourth guy in this chain now. And he's not <laughs> supposed to be there. There's four. He's the fifth guy, but he becomes the fourth position. Anyway, he's, he runs. And then he, as he's stumbling, over the first baseline and into foul territory, he shovels the ball behind him to Jorge Posada at the plate to make the tag. And that kept the game at a 1-0. Because <laughs> what's-his-name was supposed to have scored? Uh, Giambi, Jeremy Giambi, yep. was supposed to have scored. And he didn't. And they went on to... Now, the Yankees were down two games to nothing after giving up both of those games in the Bronx. Yeah, that was an elimination game. It was. This was the rubber game, the ALDS. So they had to win this game. Here comes Derek Jeter sprinting 100-plus feet or whatever. It was nuts. And the funny thing is, to hear Derek Jeter talk about it, it's all of this, like, that's where I was supposed to be. It's like, shut up. (laughs) That's not where you were supposed to be. I was just doing my job. That is not how that play was You're just doing your job. That is not how you drew that up. No. Everybody has since drawn it up. And it's ridiculous. It's like <laughs> you can show, and it looks just like spaghetti. It's terrible. <laughs> anyway, I think as far as defensive performances go, not only is there a highlight play that is unbeatable, it's never been the same. Nobody's ever done it since. Nobody's mm-hmm. ever done it before. I think the highlight itself is terrific, but on top of that, the game was a defensive lockdown the whole time anyway. So yeah. that's that would be my number two. All right, very good. I like that. That's a really good one. That's a great Thank one, you. actually. Um, so I'm going to go from slugfest to clutch hitting. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want I want to demonstrate clutch hitting. So let's go to 1995, Brig. Okay. The like ALDS 95. game five. Yankees at Mariners in Seattle at the Kingdom. Um, Why, Brad? So <laughs> and this is another thing too. Um, 
is I'll be honest, there is a trend. There there are a couple of Mariners games in here that I'm going to talk about. And yeah. uh, and that's one thing I'll explain, too, that we all have our team. We all have our laundry, as Jerry Seinfeld puts it. We all have our laundry that we cheer for. Um, right. This happens to me mine. So I'm a little bit biased as far as these being the best games to watch. So I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you this team. Um, so, you know, I'd explain that along the way. But anyways, clutch hitting. I'm, we've got. I agree with you. 1995 LDS game five Yankees at Mariners. You've got the bottom of the 11th inning. Mariners are down by a score of five to four with Joey Cora on second base. Ken Griffey Jr. on first Edgar Martinez at the plate. Um, Edgar hits a ball down the left field corner into or down the left field line into the corner. Joey Cora scores easily. Griffey comes wheeling all the way around and scores as the throw is just a little bit late. And that is a demonstration of some of the finest clutch hitting that you will ever see, in my opinion, in the history of baseball. Because you're not going to get that from many, many other guys other than Edgar Martinez. Because he put that ball exactly where it needed to be for Griffey to score from first base and end the game. And advance. And eliminate the Yankees. In extra innings. At home. Yes. And save baseball in Seattle to boot. And... A secure Griffey's legend. Yes. Yes. I mean, across Major League Baseball and especially in the city of Seattle, because there's a mural at T-Mobile Field or T-Mobile Park with uh, with Griffey sliding into home. I have my picture taken in front of it uh, because it's outstanding. Mm. And it is, it'll go down as Mar- in Mariners history. as the. I mean, until the Mariners win the World Series, that's the greatest play the Mariners have ever made. And maybe even continue on into into that. I don't know. But anyways. So that is clutch hitting. Uh, that's 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 my second game. I'm gonna level with you. What's that? That was the sixth game on my list. Oh no way! No way! I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. We almost overlapped because for me, even though I'm a Yankees fan, even though it's my uh-huh. dark spot, you just have to poke at it. I know. I do. It's fine. I do you just do. a little bit every time. But. I do think it is one of the most important moments in baseball, in recent baseball history. Like in mm-hmm. our generation of baseball, it is for every reason you've said and all the reasons that I supported you, it is one of the most important moments in all of modern baseball history. I'm glad you agree it's with huge. me on that. It's and, 100% you know, and it huge. Does, it does stink that it has to be your Yankees because I get it. Brig, I totally yeah. get it. That yeah. Russell Wilson interception on the on the goal line against the Patriots, people touch yeah. that dark spot almost daily when I listen to sports talk, and it, I hate For sure. it. It makes me very upset. But so you I, can't I get it. Knock I get it. The hustle. You can't. Yep. Because for me, the I would show an alien that because of Griffey's cojones. You know, yeah. we're like, how in the world? Who does that and gets away with it? <laughs> And especially a guy who the league knew he was quick, but not fast. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know? No, because he no. has purposely kept that in his back pocket for six to seven years at this point. <laughs> Bro, I I do, in spite of all the pain, and I have to admit on both sides, but I legitimately think it's one of the best plays ever. I love it. Just I agree. It. I mean, yeah. for me, it's going to go down honestly in my lifetime is the greatest play i've ever seen forever no i don't because of the what it meant who it was and having seen it live like i did yeah in the moment yeah yeah that's going to be the greatest play i've ever seen in my life unless something happens when the mariners go to the playoffs again whenever that happens to be right 
Well, and I yeah, I I have this I have similar memories. Okay, all right, moving on. Let me do okay. one more. Okay. Um. So I'll I'll go I'll go back in history again because okay. I think it's important. Uh, April eighth, nineteen seventy four. And for any of you that paid attention to the show at all, you know I love this game, right? Hank Aaron hits number seven fifteen. Again, I don't think you can tell the story of baseball without this moment. And it's all the intangibles. It's all the subtext. It's all the extra cultural stuff that go with it. Here we have my first pick was in 1947 when Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. And then here we go, 30, almost, you know, 30 years later, we got a guy, a black man in the Deep South breaking the home run record that had held for years, decades. And. And he's getting a standing ovation in Atlanta. No. Okay, I know I rail on this all the time. It's one of my favorite moments in all of baseball history, though. Mm-hmm. He does yeah, it. it anyway. Well, now, and, and, he, and, you know, real quick, like, you talk about breaking the home run record. It it wasn't just the home run record that had been, t- been held for, you know, however many 30, 40, 50 years, whatever. It's yeah. that that record was held by Babe Ruth, who yes. is, to this day considered i i mean I, the only thing i can think of is like not even the king of baseball but like the caesar the emperor like he right. is or like the god of baseball baseball's crown day. prince for yeah. sure yeah. yes and and at that time to have hank aaron break that record was a really really big deal yeah the fact that he did it and just yeah it i agree with you. it's it's a big moment big time so a little bit of context in an away game, the previous away game, I think it was in Cincinnati, he hit 714. Mm-hmm. And he tied it, but it was an away game. And um, it was the previous game or two games before, because I think he went 0 for 3 in between. Something like that. I can't remember my history all that well right now. But he gets it, – it ends up being a home game in Atlanta, which I think is the best. Yeah. Right? All, same with Griffey in Seattle it's in the mm-hmm. Kingdom. It's the best. Um, But he walked in his first at-bat in the like the second inning and then he gets another opportunity in the fourth and it's on a one Oh pitch and he cranks it, not just cranks it, but this is left center field in Fulton County stadium in Atlanta. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> and it tied the game. This is the best part is it tied the game. They went on to win. Everybody wins. Yeah. Oh, except it's great. The so team. it's not just history. It's great baseball all at the same time. It was Love great it. baseball, excellent. Okay, uh, let's What's, go ahead and take a break, you? and then and then I'll do my third one. That way we can even it out with uh, with three and three. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's good. All right. Yeah, okay, all right. Let's take a break. When we come back. We got more aliens in the outfield. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with Nine Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. I'm Jason. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of the Non-North Sports Podcast, where the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the Non-Letter Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts.
Welcome back, baseball family. We got about five more games we want to share with you and these aliens from outer space that the Pentagon is going to tell us about. We're really excited to bring you more of our favorite games in history. But before we do that, baseball family, we want to know what you think some of the most important games in baseball history are. If an alien came down and wanted to understand baseball, what five games would you show them? You can join us in the group and tell us. You can put it in the comments in the doobly-doo in uh, YouTube or wherever you podcast. And Brad is going to give us his number three choice right now. So my number three, I wanted to go from clutch hitting to clutch defense. Um, So real quick disclaimer, um, I did not tell Brig what games I chose. And he did not nope. tell me what games he chose. Correct. Uh, when we when we put this list together, and I have back in two thousand one, ALDS oh. game three. No way. <laughs> the Yankees at the A's. I do. How the did flip. we overlap? That that is my my pick for clutch defense because then these aliens can see the importance of playing strong defense late in the game. Because, I mean, this was the bottom of the oh. seventh inning. Then Mariano Rivera comes in here and gets a six-out save to save the yeah. Yankees' season. Yes. That's a huge deal. That is a, a huge six, deal. A six-out save? I know. I didn't want to say all the details. <laughs> I took too long as it was. That's just great. <laughs> but, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, because, I mean, they go they go from having a one nothing lead going into the eighth inning to having – I mean, at the very least, you've got Terrence Long on second base, second base with a tie game, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if that's if that goes well at the plate, I mean, if that ball goes to the backstop, Terrence Long standing on third base with two outs and tie game at the worst. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so that play was a really big deal. That was clutch defense. Derek Jeter, like he said, in the right play, you know, where he's supposed to be, you know, right place, right time, whatever. Yeah, but right. It it doesn't get any more clutch than that defensively, mm-hmm. and that's why I had to include that in my five games to show these aliens because bro their heads might explode my head's exploding right now (laughs) what are you talking about forget about their heads (laughs) of course we overlap there's always an overlap and it's crazy it's great and you know i thought it would be jackie robinson and see, I, I don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me what else whatever else is coming i don't want to know i'm not gonna tell you what's next but i honestly thought this was going to be the one time we didn't have a single overlap this is nuts man Just i because, can't believe it so brig was texting me earlier he was saying that he was really struggling with this and i was like oh man i've been thinking about this for several days i've got my things yeah. all set up you know <laughs> like i and this is actually one that i picked today because i had this category that i wanted to fulfill but i couldn't think of what to put there and so i found this one i decided to put this one in actually this afternoon and then brig was telling me that he was getting his together today and and everything but yeah, this was not one that we collaborated on, and we happened to overlap no, no, on it. No, no, anyway. we never do. Yeah, we, we never, never do. Collaborate. That's true. No, no, no. When we do lists, we don't talk about it. And that's this is so funny. Dude. <laughs> that's why if you see the Dodgers Mount Rushmore, you're like yeah. I almost kill Brad. <laughs> Legitimately, he almost dies because we're we happen to be in the same room. Yeah, and yeah. we we get one of the same picks, and he seriously almost dies. It's crazy. <laughs> It was like, okay, anyway. At the very least, passed out. At the very least, I almost passed out. <laughs> For real. Yeah, okay. I was like, maybe right. that was hyperbole. I don't know. <laughs> the epitome of hyperbole. Anyway, epitome. go ahead, Brig, with, with your all next right. one. You got two left. Number four. Okay, all right, all right, all right. We're going to go. We're going back in time again. <laughs> I don't know if you know. Could you imagine, could freaking... you imagine, Brig, if these aliens had the technology to take us back to travel through time and space to these games so we could actually watch them in person? Dude. 
Oh man, I told you not to bring that up. I can't. <laughs> I can't handle. I can't handle it. It's a family friendly show. It I would, would be. be It'd be something. It would be the best. How about that? It would be the best. The end. So much to say. All right, sorry. So I'm going uh, 1999. So I was alive this time. Okay, (laughs) that's pretty cool. Uh, I was alive in 2001 too, by the way. But in 1999, (laughs) um, it was a Sunday, a day game, July 18th, 1999, in the Bronx. Again, like Brad said, I mean, you got to go with a little homerism, never hurt anybody mm-hmm. here. But yeah. David Cohn pitches a perfecto. And I'll tell you what, if you have not read the book Full Count by David Cohn, you have got to read that book. Like, not only is it a terrific game, so I needed something that represented perfect pitching, right? Just epic right. pitching. <clears throat> and I thought, oh, man, this is perfect. Literally perfect. And but I've read his book and his book blew my mind. You want to see? You want to hear like a treatise on pitching, and history and personalities and all this great oh man. It's called Full Count by David Cohn. Go get it, especially if you're on Audible. He reads it himself. It's magnificent. Okay, yeah, good one. So right. Sunday the eighteenth, nineteen ninety nine. This now there have been twenty three perfect games in the history of Major League Baseball. Two of them were before. 1908 and the regular the 21 have come since then now they even had a 33 minute rain delay so he was all hot trot and getting ready to take the mound (laughs) and nothing and then more nothing and then a bunch of nothing so and it was a day game on a sunday in new york in july so this rain thing is weird and they're playing montreal expos and despite a 33-minute rain delay, David Cohn goes out and pitches a perfect game. Now, the Yankees held run support six to nothing is when the game ended. But here's what kills me. This is the best part for me. He sits in the number two slot for a perfect game, lowest pitch count, lowest oh, wow. pitch count thrown. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but it makes sense now that you mention it because he was kind of a Maddox-esque pitcher. He was. Guess so how many pitches sense. he threw. Guess how many. He got all 27 outs. Guess how many pitches he threw to do it. I'm going to say 87. 87, yeah. Bob. 88. Oh, he threw 88. That's pretty good, dude. <laughs> that, that puts him at number two. The next closest was in 1908. 1908. And I forget how many that dude threw. Let me look yeah, real I quick. Know. I think that dude threw 74. Yeah, 74. Yeah. Addy Ross, Cleveland. He threw 74 in 1908. So, and I'm sorry, the era we're discussing started in 1903, not 1908. So I apologize okay. for that. The World Series era. But anyway, that doesn't matter. Still only 23 ever. Yeah. David Cohn, 1999. That's me. Very good. I like it. I like it a lot. Thanks, sir. A, that's a great one. Um, so I want to go, and actually, you know, I kind of wanted to use my last one with the with the clutch pitching at the end of the game. With you know yeah. with the defense, uh, to transition into dominant pitching performance. So I okay. want I want to show off a dominant pitching performance. So we're gonna go to May the sixth, nineteen ninety eight, when Kerry Wood strikes out twenty. Oh, Kerry Wood. Oh, um, dude. So so I mean there have been other games since then where guys have struck out twenty, but it I feel like this is the epitome of somebody 
of just flat out dominant pitching. Um, the pitches are are just unhittable, and he it was a one hitter, right? Yeah. Um, and that was that's how close he came to a perfect game that day, which you know you would think that you would expect him to to throw a perfect game, striking out, or get, at least get a no hitter, or come close to it, you know, yeah. striking out twenty. Because yeah, if you if you're just mowing guys down, you're a buzzsaw, and there's a good chance nobody's gonna get a hit off you that day. Uh, final score of the game was two to zero. Sorry, this was the Houston Astros back when they were in the National League at the Chicago yep. Cubs. So, yeah, this was just anytime I think of a dominant pitching performance, I think of Kerry Wood striking out twenty. And this was a game I remember. I remember watching this one, um, it, which is just it was weird because I'm pretty sure that was like the middle of the week in May, so I should have been in school, but for some reason I don't think I was. <laughs> TBS, <Yeah>. bro. <laughs> Or well, uh, WGN. Sorry, WGN. WGN. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, WGN. Yeah, no, yeah. like I know it was on WGN, but why wasn't yeah. I in school? I, I remember uh, I wasn't <laughs> in school, but I can't remember <laughs> I was, why I wasn't, you know, because I don't know. Anyway, but no, outstanding performance by Kerry Wood, and that's that is my next my next game that I would show just for straight up dominant pitching start to finish. Dude, that's so. awesome. That's a great pick. Well, thank you. What do you have for your last one? Well, Denise and Kyle and all them, they're really happy right now. Let me just make that clear. <laughs> <clears throat> and in order to continue the trend, I got to go to November 2, 2016. I knew you were going to go to that one next. I don't Best know baseball game I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. Ever. Ever. I've never seen a more entertaining baseball game, a more tense baseball game, a more historically significant baseball game, a more fun baseball game in my entire life. <laughs> Guys, it's the best baseball game I've ever seen in my whole life. Don't just watch the highlights. If you missed it somehow, I, I'm so sorry. Just go back and watch it. November 2, 2016, Game 7, World Series in Cleveland against the Chicago Cubs. It's been 108 years. 108 years. Mm-hmm. And then there's a rain delay. <laughs> <laughs> And, the and in the middle of this laughed. rain delay, <laughs> what? And the baseball gods laughed. <laughs> they laughed. That's exactly right. They laughed. No. So, and then my favorite part of the whole thing was when they substitute David Ross in off the bench, cold as ice. And he comes in and he rips a homer. And you're like, oh, what? He's 39. <laughs> and he came in super cold. Homers. Not just any homer. I mean, he crushed this thing. Dude. Dude, it's, oh, it's the best game I ever saw in my whole life. Cubs win. 8-7. to seven. Flip out. My daughter was born not, I don't know, 30 days earlier. Yeah. Or whatever. Exactly. It was, I'd say within 30 29. Days, it? it was 29 it was, days earlier. Okay, yeah. And it was close. She's lying there on the couch. We're screaming. <laughs> Slept right through it. <laughs> she, and by the way, she's still just as much a trooper as she was then. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. I kid you not, man. That is the best baseball game I've ever seen in my whole life. And, you know, I, I don't think I've watched it since. Like, I don't think I've had a chance to see it because that night I was actually covering a college basketball game. Yeah, you were. And, you were. and so I remember driving home from the game and we're like, oh, let's check the score. And it was in a rain delay. I got home just in time, I want to say, to catch like literally the last out 
where Chris Bryant slips as he throws, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta watch that. I got tons of time to watch stuff during the day. So Dude, should you, just... you should just sit down, get Wilson, sit him down and have him watch this, this one game, just this one game. Cause my and goodness, he, you know, he might just do it. He's been better about watching baseball with me lately, which has made me actually very happy. Yeah. So, well, there's he's, a rain he's, delay, so even if he to... wants to break it up, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, and yeah, he, he's getting the attention span, and I think part of it is he's actually like understanding it because he'll see yeah. the pitch and I'm like, Dad, was that a ball? Like it was, good job. Was that a strike? Even no, though he didn't swing, it sure was, good job. Man, I love that. So yeah, <laughs> proud dad moments. Let me tell you, but yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll watch that one this weekend or something. I don't know. Anyway, All right? Yeah, that, that's a solid choice though, Brig. That's a really good one. Absolutely. Thank like, you. Such historical significance. Very good. All right. I, too, have a perfect game. Not David Cohn's, but um, King Felix's perfect perfect game. We're going to go oh, back yeah. to August fifteenth, two 2012, which I believe is the last perfect game that was thrown. There has it not is. been one since then. I mean, yes, there's sir. been a whole slew of no-hitters, but no perfect game since then. And this was the Tampa Bay Rays at the Seattle Mariners. Um, this was not a game I got to watch live because at the time I – was not living somewhere where I get to watch much baseball live, but I have since watched it because I had to. Um, just peak Felix right there, right? 2012. Oh, yeah. um, and, of course, the Mariners win one to nothing. He strikes out 12 because that is absolutely 100% what Felix had to do. He had to keep the opponent to one or no runs every single game for the Mariners to win because that team yeah. was just anemic offensively that's right and that was just and you know what's crazy is i was looking at this in ba- on baseball reference just to kind of uh just make sure you know i was getting stats and stuff right and 14 13 14 days before this he held the yankees to a single hit in 2012 yeah wow yeah just like two weeks before he almost no hit the yankees and if Damn. that if that had if that hit had not gone through if that had been an out it would have been a perfect game so he had a chance for two perfect games in two weeks wow yeah yeah one hit away from that holy absolutely cow. insane like that's oh, i did not that's see that how coming. good he was that year and that's why he won the cy yeah. young with cy young. such a bad yeah. team because he was just just mowing everybody down he was unhittable he's untouchable and i mean that's that's why he got the nickname king felix because you couldn't hit him just absolutely could not. And, you know, since then we've seen a major massive fall from the throne. In fact, he has not pitched since 2019. He's had right. two minor league contracts since then, but has not pitched in a big league game. Since He's then, even been so. called up and still hasn't pitched. Uh, No, he, he, got, he hasn't. Didn't Atlanta call day. him up? No, they didn't. He didn't make it to opening day. No, I can't remember. And I can't remember if they cut Did him. Did he get or injured he or something out. last I think season? He, I think he opted out. Oh, uh, COVID. COVID. That's that's what it was. And then that's this year right. he signed with the Orioles, and they cut him before the season started. He didn't make it out yeah. of camp. Wow. So, yeah, to see that high. <laughs> and, you know, it's, and this is the thing, too, is that guys will throw a perfect game, guys will throw a no-hitter, and it just – it just happens to be one day where they're on because you don't have to be a super dominant pitcher to have one day of complete domination, right? That's right. But you've yeah. got David Cohn, Felix Hernandez, just to name two guys who've thrown perfect games who had excellent careers, but then to see Felix Hernandez where he is now, man, it, yeah, or where his career, I guess, essentially ended is really disappointing. 
But yeah. Anyway, those are five games like we talked about that we would show space aliens should they come down to Earth and space uh, should, aliens. Maybe should the Pentagon make them available to us to watch baseball <laughs> games with? Who knows? Maybe they're in Area Fifty One watching baseball right now and they already know all That's about the sport. I don't know. Well, I wonder. We should get them on the show and figure out what they think. We should. The best See, games are so far. The Their five favorite games that they've watched. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> they, I'm sure they spent plenty of time watching games. <laughs> well, yeah. What else are they going to do? <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> oh, man. Baseball family, don't forget to jump on the shop at 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, 9plusus.com. We're releasing some new stuff. I'm testing it out right now. We'll let you know when it drops. But ultimately, that is the best place to get your baseball fan experience apparel. Super exciting. It is super exciting. Got Father's Day coming up real quick. Don't forget to get something for your father or the father of your children, as I said last week. Um, And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Uh, Leave a review for us. Let us know what you think. If you have a question, comment, concern, snide remark for us, Go ahead and send it through the mailbag. You can go to baseballtogether.com and click submit to mailbag just up there in the menu on the navigation. It'll take you directly to the form, fill it out, send it to us, and we'll respond, give you a shout out on the podcast because that's what we like to do. I think we have, we're going to do another mailbag episode here pretty soon, Greg. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and we have some that we're going to carry over from last time, but if you want to submit, then we'll throw it in there. We'll throw it in this next time as well. But, baseball family, that was a ton of fun, and uh, we will catch you next week. Thank you.